Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about the Winter Olympics. Um, the Winter Olympics are going on right now as we're recording and publishing this in Pyeongchang. And so we're going to talk about our memories and experiences with the Winter Olympics. So, Wendy, what do you remember about watching the Winter Olympics when you were younger? Well, for me, the Winter Olympics was always about figure skating. And that's pretty much the only sport that I watched during the Winter Olympics. And I think that was mostly the case for my family as well. I have a small family. I was an only child. So it was basically just me and my parents when I was growing up. And my parents loved the Olympics, both the Summer and the Winter Olympics. But yeah, I think that they mostly just watched the figure skating too. Maybe my dad watched, well, he probably watched more because he watched a lot of TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, figure skating was what I really loved and it's still what I love today. And it's the, it's the only sport that I watch really in the Winter Olympics, but I watch everything that I possibly can about figure skating. Yeah, I guess it's always been one of the prime time events, especially for a US audience uh, that people have, have watched. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of the most popular ones. And, you know, it's the one that gets a lot of coverage on television, for sure. Yeah, growing up in Australia, we didn't really watch the Winter Olympics at all. I don't even think I was really aware of the Winter Olympics, wow. um, you know, as a young child. And I was really into the Summer Olympics. Um, but because the Winter Olympics were always in Europe or North America, and so the time zone was never good for Australian TV. Mm. Uh, we didn't have cable television in Australia at that time. Uh, this is in the late 80s or the early 90s, and there weren't really Australian athletes competing, and so the Winter Olympics just was not a thing at all. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting, because I always saw the Summer and the Winter Olympics more or less equally. I thought they were equally important and equally major events on the world stage. Yeah, and, and that's true in certain countries, I guess, but in Australia, no, the Summer Olympics was huge and the Winter Olympics was just nothing. Um, and I guess that's true for a lot of other countries where they don't have um, the kind of conditions that you can do the snow sports in or the ice sports. Sure. If they don't have snow or ice, then it's difficult to do those sports. <laughs> um, and I remember the 1998 games were in Japan and that was the first Winter Olympics that I was really aware of. So I was already 18 at that time. But, wow. <laughs> um, or it was the only one that was, uh, yeah, as it was going on, it was on television because the time zone was good for Australian television. Um, and so I watched a little bit of it on, on television. Uh, but that was it, really, up till, up till that point. You know, I remember being so excited for the previous probably three Summer Olympics, um, but the Winter Olympics was, was kind of nothing. And it's funny now that it's actually my preferred form uh, of the two, and I really love the Winter Olympics now. But, yeah, it wasn't something that I grew up with at all in, in childhood. Um, but I've been lucky to have gone to the last four of them before this current games or these current games in Pyeongchang. Yeah, that's something that not many people can say. <laughs> um, and I've actually never been to a Winter Olympics. I've been to two Summer Olympics, but uh, not the Winter one. So so tell us, how did that come about? Why did, how have you been so lucky? Yeah, well, it started because I was at university when the Sydney Olympics were on in 2000. This is the Summer Olympics, obviously. And that was in my home city. And I was studying journalism, and I was in my final year. And so our group or our, our year of students were targeted by the organizers to help as volunteers at the Sydney Olympics because we, were, we had the experience or we had the, the education, if you like, of having almost graduated university in journalism, but 
were still young and looking for opportunities for work. And so we would accept volunteer positions because we were looking for more experience. And so it was a, a kind of perfect storm in that way. And so I did that and I loved it. And it was an amazing opportunity, an amazing experience for me. And so then I realized that there was a Winter Olympics only a year and a half later in, in Salt Lake City in the United States. And one of the guys who I'd worked for, one of the core management teams of, uh, of the operation that I worked for in the Sydney Olympics, had moved on a short-term basis to Salt Lake City to work for the organizing committee there as well. And so I was told, I was put back in touch with him and he told me who I needed to contact if I wanted to volunteer again to do the same work working uh, with the media, working for the Olympic News Service in Salt Lake City. So I sent an email to the head of the Olympic News Service and said, I've done this once before, I'd really love to do it again. Mm -hmm. And he wrote back straight away and said, we'd love to have you because we... He said, you know, they appreciated the, the service that was put on for Sydney, that it was really well done. Um, and so they were happy to have someone who had done it before because a lot of their volunteers had not done it before. Mm -hmm. And so I had to pay my own way there and, and find accommodation. I stayed with a, a, a lady and her son who, who lived there. They were very nice to rent out, or to not even to rent out, to give me a room in their house. Right, so you didn't pay at all for the accommodation? No, I didn't pay. There was some kind of... Um, online service where people were offering rooms for people coming for the games or I don't remember exactly how it worked but I was aware that this room was available and so I asked for it and I, and I got it but I was already planning to travel that year anyway and so I had been to Europe and then I went to the States and so it all worked out really well. Mm -hmm. So that was my first experience at the Winter Olympics. And like I said, I'd watched a little bit of the previous one on TV and that was it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was great. I was at speed skating. I didn't have a huge amount of responsibility as a volunteer. So we just had a lot of fun. Speed skating has a, a very um, light competition schedule. So it means that you can, or it means that I had the opportunity to go to other events as well. So I saw ski jumping for the first time. I saw bobsleigh for the first time. I saw a lot of figure skating and short track speed skating as well. And so I had a blast and it was amazing. And so from that point on, I've really been super interested in the Winter Olympics. Great. And then, so the other Olympic Games were, that you were at, were you also volunteering or what were you doing? Well, you know the answer to I this. I do know <laughs> the answer, <laughs> but not everyone does. Well, by this point, having volunteered twice, um, I'd got you know some experience and, and I was moving forward a little bit in my career other than that. And so then I was able to get paid positions after that. And so I continued to go to the Olympics because I was now in a circle of people who I knew. And so it became easier to learn about opportunities that were coming in subsequent games. So the next Winter Olympics were in uh, Torino, it's the Italian city, Turin is what we call it in English, uh, it's in uh, Piemont, uh, which is in the northwest of Italy, uh, where the mountains are very close to France. So I went there and I was at ski jumping, uh, and so it was in a very small village called Pragelato, it was quite separated from the other uh, the other venues and the other events, but that was amazing because it was a beautiful little village. I mean, the mountains surrounding it were amazing and there was a lot of snow around and we could just walk to the ski jump and that was fantastic. I really loved that. And so then I became a kind of ski jumping guy mm -hmm. um, because I did a lot of research and a lot of preparation to really learn ski jumping because I had to do this role where I had to write reviews and previews about ski jumping and help some journalists who weren't that familiar with it uh, to explain the rules to them and things like that. Uh, so then for the next games in Vancouver 2010, I was also at ski jumping. And this was in Whistler, which is the famous ski resort that's close to Vancouver. And so we had a great time there as well. We stayed up in Whistler. We were in these um, 
chalets, you know, these ski chalets. Mm-hmm. And so we were staying there and then uh, we would go to the venue and, and watch the ski jumping and participate uh, or in, you know, cover ski jumping as reporters. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was Sochi 2014. And again, I was at ski jumping. Mm-hmm. And when we do ski jumping, we also do Nordic combined, which is a combination of ski jumping and cross-country skiing. Um, and so we also are involved in the ski jumping portion of Nordic Combined. So it's not just one sport, but it's kind of one and a half sports, if you like, that we do. Um, and so Sochi was a little bit of a different experience because we were, even though we're at a mountain venue for ski jumping, we were staying in the city. And so we had to travel up by train every day. And we were quite lucky that there was a train, a special train that they had built for the Olympics, and that ski jumping was the closest of the mountain venues, because the, the guys who were at Biathlon, I think, was the furthest, and they had to travel, I think, two, two and a half hours every day, each way, wow. uh, just to get to their venue and back. So we had it a little bit easier than that. Um, but still, it was a different kind of experience. It was good because it meant we got to see the other people who were our colleagues working in the city more often, you know, in the evening or in the morning before we left for work. Um, but it wasn't quite as nice to be really staying in the mountains and to, you know, have the snow under your feet all the time mm. and, and all of that. Yeah. And I know that you have become a ski jumping fan after all of this experience. So that is, I know that's one that you're watching. Would you say that that's your favorite Winter Olympic sport? I think now it's been overtaken by alpine skiing. But yeah, I mean, I've been watching ski jumping now for 12 years. And before that, I didn't know anything about it. But um, because you have the World Cup tour there's a lot of events that you can that you can watch during the season leading up to the olympics and so you can really learn about it and uh, that's what i've done great thanks for listening to english in 10 minutes to download a worksheet for this episode including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation visit englishin10minutes.com